Merci and au revoir. France. We have to make sure that your battery is not charged down. The public transportation in Bucharest, which is the capital city of Romania. So on the blindness side here, we have uh, I have a couple of braille displays. Man, oh my goodness, zero braille. Oh, did you see the forty? Yeah, that's dead though. Think we can do something to get us off? Breaking down. Take your left hand, reach underneath. There you go. Suck it in. Suck it in. Rise. Boom. Oh, there you go. Just take his hand off the mat. Get off your knees. Turn your toes. You got to get them in a position where they're using their bottom guy that they're wrestling against to support them. Her parents named her During the winter concert, we celebrated the memory of three people who are close to the hearts of OSSB. Andrew Fleming, Dr. Lou Mazzoli, and John Spangler. This is Andre. This is Latrell. And welcome back to the 2017 Winter Podcast. This month, we'll be taking a trip with Miss Hans and t- learning about financial literacy. The country of the month is France. We have Mr. Kelly, Mrs. Picard, and Mrs. Swordout's fifth period classes tasting some French cuisine. Yum! I took a vacation to the 2017 OcaliCon, and I learned and saw some new technology that is up and coming. Also, music was presented by Intervision. We also have Andre speaking with Mr. Steve Grimm about his mini program he's involved in at OSSB. What a busy man. The high school health class took the time out of their schedule to read stories to our elementary students here at OSSB. Our alumni focus this month will be Michelle Wagner, an extraordinary woman. We'll be taking a peek inside of wrestling and cheerleading and seeing what they're up to this athletic season. Go Panthers! Remember, we had our winter concert and an excellent dinner prepared by our food service staff. Happy holidays and stay warm! Throughout this month's podcast... Music will be brought to you by our student performers as OSSB does its first ever fall recital. We hope that you enjoy and our winter concert. How y'all doing? We're back with the OSSB podcast. We're here with Ms. Han. We are at the Ohio Credit Union, and she is showing us how to use an ATM and how to use it safely. Would you like to talk about financial literacy? Uh, Financial literacy, obviously, is very important. Uh, It helps you learn how to keep track of your money and be successful as individuals when you get older. All right, and then you can do the things that you want to do along the way, too. So um, what we're going to do is we're just going to, we're going to, I'm going to teach you how, I know it's cold, I'm sorry. Teach you how to put the headphones in and what to listen for, all right? Now, before you start the ATM uh, process, before you put your card in or anything, you want to put your headphones in the head in the phone jack, all right? You want to put that in before you do anything else. Green because tip. the talking should, on some ATMs, will begin immediately before you even put your card in. It will give you instructions on how to put the card in, what side the, le- the raised numbers or letters are supposed to be on, you know, all of that. So it will tell you exactly how to do it, okay? But you need to come up and explore the ATM. So let's step up and find the ATM and I want you to explore it. Just feel around. Tell me what you feel. Okay, where are the, the where's the keypad where you can enter the pen? Where do you put the card in? Where's your receipt going to come out? Where's the money going to come out if you're going to get money? Where do you plug the headphones in? All of those things you need to know. Yeah, Is there any braille on there? All ATMs are going to be different. Okay. okay. So what I recommend is when you get out on your own and when, or even before, when you start using ATMs on a regular basis, you want to find one, become familiar with it, and use it. That's the one you probably always go to. So make sure it's convenient for you. You might want someone that's sighted with you to just kind of walk you through yeah, just gee. in case the audio doesn't work properly because sometimes it doesn't. Okay. Okay, did you find any braille on there? There's no braille There's on there? There's a puff dot on the five. That's right. That's because it's a telephone keypad, so you should be able to, you, want, you find the five and you use that as your home key and go from there to find the other numbers. Okay. Where's your card going, guys and ladies? Excuse me. So, so you find your keypad, you're going to slide up right here. Oh, man. That's where your card goes in. Where are the receipts going to come out? Right above. Right here. Yeah, right here. This slot right here, that's going to be your receipt slot. All right, where's your money come out? Uh, All these things you need to know. Little, little 
anything. You, you got it. it. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. right here, this is a lid. Push up. Oh, and it opens it. So okay. Cute. So push up, it opens, your money's gonna come out right there. Awesome. All these things you wanna know before you put your card in, right? Yeah, you wanna find these. Right. Because <laughs> you get in there and you pull out two hundred dollars, you don't know where your money is. <laughs> I can't find my money. There's no slot for my money, right? You walk away <laughs> to go inside and get help. Somebody comes along and takes your money in the okay. meantime, right? You don't want that. So before you even get started on anything, you're going to explore the machine completely. Where's the head? Where do the headphones go? Yeah, this is a unique one because it has that cover over the headphone jack. Right? That's sad. Nice. I mean, that's not so sad. That's it's okay. nice, but if you don't know to look for it, you know, and then, you know, you can run your finger right over that. It's not marked on there at yeah. all, but this is headphone jack. Who wants to go first? I got these. Okay. I'm cooler than you. Now, I will tell you with this ATM and with lots of ATMs, the, the jack can be funny. All right, it can be finicky. So if you put it in and you don't hear anything, anybody start talking, you gotta wiggle your the 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 phone jack. All right, yeah. the headphone jack because it should and then go to where you need to go. You heard it. Good. Take the card. Figure out how to put it in that slot. Short Pardon me. If you didn't get the message, you can unplug your headphones and plug them in again, and it will play the message one more time. Enter your pin number, please. You're gonna go. You say. And then hit enter, which is up at the top with the circle. Enter. Okay. Screen dim. Now it's going to run through. You're not going to, you want to find the button, the one that you need to cancel the transaction. That's what you want to do. Good. All right, now unplug your Ow. headphones and you're all set. That ain't bad, G. See, that's not bad, right? Now that's all we're going to do today. <laughs> if you're at the ATM and you're standing there and you're using it and a car pulls up and wants to use it, should you stop what you're doing and walk away? Absolutely not. Right. You're Thank in you line. You're using it. They need to wait until you're However, if you're standing, if we were standing there and she had pulled right up beside us, what would you do? Screen dim. Right, right. So the best thing to do in that situation is going to be to cancel that transaction. Hit that X, pull your card out, walk away. All right. You don't want to continue your transaction if someone comes up and stands beside you, or if a car pulls up beside Screen you and you're trying to use the ATM. The last thing you want is for someone to get your information and then get into your account. Bonjour everyone, it's Mrs. Swartout. I am here at Le Chatelaine. It's nice and busy, everybody is out enjoying some treats and coffee here this morning. Bonjour from Le Chatelaine. It looks like today you'll be enjoying uh, Le Chatelaine chocolate cake, which is chocolate sponge cake and our chocolate mousse. You will also be having uh, a chocolate eclair, which is a classic French pastry with uh, chocolate pastry cream in the middle. A Napoleon, which is uh, puff pastry with pastry cream. Uh, the baguette, which is classic French bread, long, thin, delicious. Uh, the croissant is uh, flaky uh, pastry of uh, puff pastry and yeast, which makes it rise, makes it flaky with lots and lots of butter. Uh, the chocolate croissant is a croissant that has two bars of Belgian chocolate that run through. The beignet is our French donut. It's a brioche bread that's been fried like a donut and topped with just a bit of paste, uh, uh, powdered sugar. Then we have the coconut macaroon, which is a whole lot of coconut and um, uh, just a dash of sugar. Very chewy and uh, delicious. And then the palmier is just a very simple uh, puff pastry with uh, just a bit of a flakiness to it. Thank you so much today. Merci and au revoir. Last month, our country of the month was what? Costa Rica. Now, who knows the country of this month? France. 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 I think it would be a good idea to learn about a country is to start with its food. So, Miss Swartout combined a, did a mobility lesson with the La Chatelaine. Anybody heard of La Chatelaine before? No. 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 Okay. La Chatelaine. It's a uh, restaurant. In, well, there's one in Worthington, which is probably where Mrs. Swartout went. And it makes food that is from France. So it has a lot of 
different, like they make French breads, they make um, eclairs, they make, uh, I don't know what else. Napoleon? Napoleons, which are, these are kind of sweet dessert things. Ooh. Croissants, have you ever heard of a croissant? Yeah, I heard of croissants. Yeah. I heard of okay, so French. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, macaroons. What are macaroons? They're actually coconut macaroons. We did not have any crepes today. One um, that we do have is a baguette, which is very classic, like French bread. It's long and skinny. Mm -hmm. and I thought that might be even a good place to start, just even because the, the baguette is in a bag, but you can kind of feel how long it is and how crusty it is even before we taste it. You can maybe give a good smell too. Oh, and I did do a recording on there. They always have French music playing. When they come, when you come in to the restaurant, they always say bonjour. Does anybody know what bonjour means? Hello. Bonjour. Yeah. I can smell it. It's hard. It's crusty on the bottom. It's Nothing. Nothing. I, yeah, we might have to go for the eclairs next. The other one that I'm kind of excited, there's beignets. Kind of I'll tell you about beignets while you're tasting the baguette. So a beignet is a French donut covered in powdered sugar. Ooh. So what do you guys think of the baguette? Maybe we could kind of hear it's, from different people. It's crunchy. It's very good. I agree, it is crunchy. What do you think, Chantel? I like the in yeah. I like it when it's crunchy. Crunchy. Is the inside kind of different than the outside? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's soft and on the inside, and it's crunchy on the outside. Mm -hmm. Next, maybe we'll try eclairs. Eclair has a cream filling, okay. and then a glaze, like cream filling, on the, and then a glaze on the top. Oh, boy. Ooh. There are two. There's one that's a chocolate, and one that's a vanilla. <gasps> and that's nice. And a banana. They just melt in your mouth. Mm. Oh my goodness. That creamy middle. And Mrs. Swordout has a croissant that Whoa. is filled with chocolate. Mm -hmm. And the one I have That's probably is what it smells. just plain. And the just, chocolate, chocolate one is a different shape. Okay. Bryce, did you want to feel the chocolate This croissant? is really kind of light and fluffy. I smell the chocolate. Anybody want a plain croissant? Come on, guys. Do you know what I love about a chocolate croissant? I think these are much more traditional because they're bigger and flakier. And the other thing, when when you go to La Chatelaine, a very popular breakfast mm -hmm. is to have a croissant and a coffee. Ooh. And usually with the croissant, they you can get butter and uh, jam with it. Mm. And that's kind of like a very, like the I think they even call it like a French breakfast there, that it's just the coffee and the croissant. Sure. I can tell that those are flaky. It, it's not fluffy. <laughs> What you thought on that croissant? The one that I, oh, I said it tastes like Hershey's. This <laughs> it has an undertone of Hershey's Troy, but I'm telling you, it's a lot richer. Yeah. It's a lot really? Richer. I think it so. is. Croissants are it, very buttery, like too. Chocolate. They have creamy, you know, Mr. I say another nice one to try next, maybe, would be the macaroon. Like it is coconut. And there is a lot of coconut, okay? Troy is trying a lot of the things. Yes, he is. Troy, you're good at trying things. Huh? I tried some too. There's some in front of you, Troy. And Connie, there's some in front of you too. Mm. So it's like a brownie. I like the texture of the coconut too. Yeah. I didn't really like it. You didn't like it? But I, I tried wow. it though. I didn't like That's it. That's okay. I like it, but I don't love it. I'm not a fan of coconut. That was delicious. Right. Do you guys want more treats or are you guys all full? Yeah, we black. should probably save room for lunch. You should probably save room idea. for lunch. Yeah, I can. All right, I think so, so what do we tell Miss Wardow? Thank, thank you. Thank you. Or however you say thank you, it's French. Uh, merci. 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 Perseus Decker, and I am in fifth grade. Every year, the Lions Club has a holiday party 
with the elementary department at OSSB. At the party, Mr. Kelly plays holiday songs on his trumpet. The last song we sing is "Here Comes Santa Claus." When we sing, Santa immediately rushes in. He rings his bells and says, "Ho, ho, ho, ho!" We get called one by one and receive a gift. This year, I got a CD player. We thank Santa and the Northern Lions Club for it. It is a special party every year. So I'm here with Mr. Andy at OcaliCon, and he, uh, what do you work against? I mean, what, who, who are you here for? Okay, my name is Andy Leach. Mm -hmm. That's L-E-A-C-H. I am a regional sales manager with HEMS Incorporated, uh, Hems? and I cover largely the Midwest. HEMS, what does HEMS stand for? Uh, back in the day, it stood for Human Information Management Systems, but that never really quite caught on, so we kind of just became known as HEMS, and, and that's what really stuck. So. Now we just go by hymns. So you have a nice little setup here. What 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 are you presenting today? Well, I'll tell you a couple of things on, on the blindness side. Here we have uh, I have a couple of braille displays. Our forty cell braille edge, which is a is a forty cell braille display. Forty cells. And it has a couple other utilities in it. It has a notepad. It has a countdown timer. It has a schedule utility. You can put an SD card in it. So if you have some BRF files that you want to look at or you have some documents, some TXTs that you might want to read, you can open those up and even edit them. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty versatile device and we also have a 14 cell smart beetle and that can, can largely be used to connect to phones or tablets. It can also connect to your computer but you have 14 cells of braille and the unique thing there is that it will connect to five Bluetooth devices and one USB, so six wow. total. And that's where they, that's why they incorporated Beetle into the name because a Beetle has six legs. Okay, nice. And then I also have our newest member of the Hems fleet, the uh, BrailleSense Polaris. Okay. It is, it is our Android Lollipop. Uh, based <laughs> note taker so aside from all the functionality that you may be familiar with uh, from the BrailleSense U2 or dating back further than that the BrailleSense Plus okay. we also have the ability to download things from the Play Store and uh, and then once you've downloaded things you'll go into a menu item called All Apps and that's where you'll find all of the things that you've downloaded from the Play Store. Okay. This is, it is also the first Google certified device to have an actual keyboard on it. So that's something we're pretty proud of. And then uh, the last thing I have uh, on the table here is uh, is our is our uh, portable digital Daisy book player and uh, that's called the Blaze okay. and the, the unique thing about that is that we put a camera on the back of the unit so it can also do optical character recognition which means you can you can scan in a page and get speech output and if you pair it to one of the hymns braille displays or note takers you can get that OCR in a braille format as well so you can scan in a, a page of text and then not only could you hear it auditory you could read it in braille so so what's the hottest thing on the market right now that you have here? Uh, well probably our, our newest Polaris would be the, the thing but all the other products uh, that I have to talked about here today are, mm -hmm. are still in demand you okay know? so we you know it really just depends on on what people want to do and what they're looking for thank you mr. Andy hey it's my pleasure Bye. thank you for having me no problem uh, anybody that would like to learn more about our products, you can check out check us out on the web at www.hims.com.
Dash Inc. You have to have that dash in there. So it's hymns-inc.com. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you for having me. We have with us today, we have Anka and... Hi. And Krasimir. And Krasimir. And Anka, you are from... Romania. And Krasimir. I'm from Bulgaria. All right. And we're here talking with our fifth period class today about technology. And we were just discussing, what what was the name, Tandem Access? Yes, and Tandem Navigator. And Tandem Navigator. And Tandem Access gives us access to... Public transportation in uh, Bucharest, especially for buses. And Tandem Navigator... Gives us access for the uh, metro stations. Uh, one is for um, outside, to, I mean, underground and how do you call it? Uh, we call it subway or metro. Yes, um, and another for the bus. You know, some, I think if you're in I Chicago. I think you can they, find this on the internet if you search for that. Or yeah. on the, you can try on uh, App Store too. I found it. <laughs> Okay. But it's all only for uh, Bucharest because it's made for the public transportation in Bucharest, which is the capital city of Romania. And this um, smart public transportation system is the first one in Europe made for um, yeah. and, people. And you were saying that they've been around for a couple of years now. Yes. Uh, the first one is for two years, Tandem Access, and uh, the second is for one year. Okay. And has that had a big impact on the population of people who are blind and visually impaired in Europe? Yes, it has for the population in Bucharest. All over the country, we have 120,000 blind people and oh, wow. or visually impaired. Mm-hmm. And so they're out getting her out and traveling more? Yes. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any questions for Anka or Krasimir today? Uh, Anka? Yes. Uh, when will it be available for the U.S.? Well, it's a special made for Bucharest, so the idea can be uh, copied. Copied, yes, but you, it's uh, it it needs a lot of effort and uh, it takes time because, for example, for the metro stations, we had to record with a volunteer the, the audio description and add it to the app. So you can make something similar if you are interested. We yeah. can share. That sounds wonderful. Well, unfortunately, our bell rang, and we're going to dismiss for lunch. So Anka and Krasimir, it's very nice of you guys to come and visit us today. We're very enjoyable, and we're happy that you guys are here. Thank thank you. you. We are happy, too. Thank you. Thank you, Sydney. I'm glad to be here today. How many hot dogs are you getting? Uh, one. 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 I'm going to get one, please. You have one more to ten, and then a free one after that. Oh, sweet. I can't wait for my free hot dog. The boys will take your order. The boys will take your order. Thank you, Sydney. I'm going to head over and talk to them. Hi, Cordell. Mr. Kelly. Yes, sir. What does the stage mean? Hi, mate. What do you like hot dog? One. Stage means that's where you're going to be. Doing the concert tomorrow night.
business is booming down here. Business is booming. Yeah. How are you today, Miss I'm good. How are you? How's the hot dog, Miss? It is going great. Usually, about each week, we sell about ten hot dogs. That's our average. Uh -huh. And you got a new thing going with the loyalty card. We have loyalty cards. Yep, Mr. Justin was the first one to get a free hot dog oh, yeah, by, oh, by wow. buying he 10 hot dogs. He beat me out. I thought he was going to beat me. So, yep, we want to give back to our loyal customer. Thank you. Thanks, for everybody, for supporting us. Oh, this is Rachel. Hi. Rachel's on the cash register. All right, thanks, guys. How many? One. Thank you, Rachel. Can I have a dollar twenty-five right out here on your iPad here? Is that an iPad? Yeah. Her iPad's up here and it has a one and a two, so she can gotcha. select based on Sweet. the number of hot dogs requested. Rolling a little tech into the business, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna have that point of sale square app so I can use my debit card. Oh some get, get some oh, PayPal. That'd be great. I'm Rachel telling you, said, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, Ryan, you got some mustard for me? Mm, 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 mm. I'll take some ketchup, too. Have a hot, have a hot diddy wow. dog day. Thank you. Oh, my elbow. Coming up next, I will interview Krasimir from Bulgaria. We're going to talk about audible traffic signals and tactile pathways to navigate their capital city. I live in Burgas, Bulgaria. Um, I will talk a little bit about the system that helps people interpret vision navigate around the city. In the end of 2009, we installed a system comprising of two types of zoomers. These are the devices that emit all viewable signals, which are operated with remote controls. So we fitted 52 public buildings with those zoomers, and when a person with impaired vision approaches them in a distance of about 40 feet, they can activate the zoomer with their remote control, and the zoomer will indicate them exactly where the entrance of the building is. The other kind of zoomers are those fitted to traffic lights. We fitted most of the major crossroads around the city. So when uh, the signal goes green and the person with impaired vision who has a remote control activates those, they will emit an audible sound until the traffic light is green. Okay. But when it comes green the next time, they wouldn't repeat unless the person activates the, their remote control once again. Um, we have uh, given about 130 remote controls to everybody who has asked for and we have also put several in the tourist information center so a tourist with impaired vision can go there and borrow one for free for his stay in the city and we have also provided braille brochure and a website where a user can get all the information they need and we are now working on extending this system by fitting 20 of the bus stops of the city transport system with this kind of device and uh, they serve two purposes. One of it is to help the people with people impaired vision locate the bus stop and the second is to tell them the number of the bus which is coming and what direction the bus is heading to. Okay. That sounds pretty comprehensive, um, like you have all the bases covered there. Yeah. The remote controls themselves they are standalone devices, uh, sort of like a, just a transceiver? Yeah, they are standalone devices. They are actually sort of key holders, so they are quite practical as well. You can use them to hang your keys on. Okay. They oh, work with fob. Yeah, they work with a battery, so you have to make sure that your battery is not charged down. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 So, so the audible signals will only activate when you push that button? There is only one button on the remote control and it will operate with all three, di three different devices that okay. I've already described. Right. The only uh, thing is you have to be about 40 feet away from the device so that it's, it's, it's an operational distance. Yeah. Okay. okay. 
the problem with our city is that uh, the central site is very densely inhabited. So mm-hmm. actually in some crossroads the traffic lights are five or six feet away from people's bal- balconies and windows. Uh-huh. And we've had complaints. This is why we had to come up with this system. But right. it turns out to be very practical because it not this does, does not disturb the everyday activities of the people that do not need all doable signals. So it's right. quite intelligent. It's not that high tech, but it's still very useful. Right. Well, yeah, not everything has to be high tech, yeah. right? If it's meeting yeah. your needs. Well, Burgas is a major tourist city, so we try to make it as uh, user-friendly, as walkable, as cyclable as possible. Mm-hmm. And in this way, it also becomes very user-friendly to wheelchair users and people with impaired vision as well. Wow. Thank you very much. I Welcome. think when I, my first international vacation, I'll, I think I'll be coming to your city. Well, you're more than welcome. <laughs> People from Columbus visit my city. <laughs> okay. I would love that, okay. to be able to walk okay. around and, and yeah. explore the city and use those yeah. devices. I think that would be I think that would be very fascinating. And I appreciate you coming in and sharing that with us. And we're going to put this on the podcast. You know, moving forward with our city, I think that, um, you know, we can share yeah. this. Um, do you know the website off the top of your head? It's www dot b-u-r-g-s dot b-g okay b-u-r-g-s a-s oh okay b-u-r g-a-s g-a-s dot b-g b-g all right thank you very much for having me thank you okay being on our podcast her parents named her chrysanthemum chrysanthemum grew and grew and grew and when she was old enough to appreciate it, Chrysanthemum loved her name. She loved the way it sounded when her mother woke her up. She loved the way it sounded when her father called her for dinner. And she loved the way it sounded when she whispered it to herself in the bathroom mirror. Now let's listen in to Andre speak with Michelle Wagner about her history at OSSB. Here we are with our alumni focus this month, Ms. Wagner, our new assistant principal. Good morning, Andre. Good morning. So, you're visually impaired. How much sight do you have, if any? Um, I just have some light perception. Um, I lost my vision when I was about 18 months old. Um, they never figured out conclusively what happened. They thought it was an optic nerve infection, but it didn't go away. So. Um, they have done lots of tests and there's really not a a definite as to what caused it. So you went to school here, correct? I did. I started when I was nine in the fourth grade. I was in Mrs. Perano's class and I went here through my 10th grade year and then my mom moved down here. So my junior year, um, I went to a public school and then my senior year, I came back and I did half day, half day public school, half day here. Was it hard growing up being visually impaired? I don't think so. I mean, it was just what I knew. Like, I don't really remember being able to see. So I really didn't know any different. Um, And my mom, I would say, pushed me to be as independent as possible. I just didn't know any different. So you're the new assistant principal. Um, I'm the IEP coordinator, acting assistant principal. Uh huh. How'd you come to be here? Well, I taught for 13 years um, up in Marion before I came here. I was a special ed teacher. Um, I taught school age and then for many years taught preschool. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a position opened up here um, and I was an MD teacher. And a couple years ago, I moved into the IEP coordinator position, and I had um, worked on, actually worked on my principal's license. And um, so this year, um, we had some administrative changes, and they asked me to take on some extra administrative duties, and so here we are. So when you were a public school teacher, was that difficult? I would say kind of. I was lucky that most of my bosses that I've had have been very supportive and, and, and were really good to work with. Uh, I have had a couple that um, didn't think that I could do my job, um, but I worked really hard to prove them wrong. I would say the other thing 
that was a little bit challenging was that I probably went on maybe three times the amount of interviews that my classmates went on. Uh, I would also say that probably we graduated in May. I would say probably by July or August, most of my classmates had positions in districts. Um, I started my position in Marion in October. So uh, I would say it was definitely a harder road than my sighted peers, but uh, I knew that that was what I wanted to do. And so I, you know, kept at it and here we are. So what other jobs have you had? Well, before I was a teacher, I was a telemarketer. Um, I tried to sell people cemetery plots, Andre. I, <laughs> it was horrible. But that was while I was in college. So <laughs> we do what we have to do, I guess. But, um, and then, but I always knew I wanted to be a special ed teacher. So was it difficult getting from where you were to where you are now? Um, I would say that I think... People with visual impairments have to work harder than their peers, and we have to prove ourselves, which isn't always fair and is sometimes frustrating, but I think that, obviously, um, keep persisting and, and and it can be done. It's just, it's harder. And now that you're an assistant principal slash IEP coordinator, what are some of the utilities and technology that you use? For my job, mostly the IEPs and things are all online and that kind of thing. So I use a laptop with JAWS mm -hmm. and I use OpenBook with a Pearl camera to read printed documents. And I also use Braille. I have a Braille calendar that I kind of make myself um, to keep track of all the meetings and that kind of thing. I use Braille for phone numbers and things like that. So so I kind of use a variety, but I would say for the most part, I rely most heavily on JAWS and my laptop. When you went here to OSSB, and now that you're working here, what do you wish you could change? I don't know that I would change things. I just want kids, I think, to know that they can be successful and that they can choose a career path and be successful at it. Well, Ms. Wagner, is there anything you would like to say? I think you covered it. Thank you, Ms. Wagner. Thanks, Andre. We do Panther Pep once a week. We get together on uh, Thursdays and try and spread cheer around the school, do various things. And um, the past couple weeks, we've been making holiday cards. You guys designed them and colored them and brailed them. And so we went to the nursing home to deliver them. We sang some songs and spread some cheer. And then you guys passed out, uh, passed out some holiday cards. We're at Tim Hortons. So a little reward, you guys have to come here and get some coffee and donuts and just enjoy yourselves. Guys, up next we have Andre talking with Steve Grimm about global graphics and vending. All right, welcome back. Right here we have one of our more busier teachers, Mr. Grimm. He's the coach for goalball and swimming, along with he runs the graphics program and the vending program. How you doing, Mr. Grimm? Oh, I'm doing fine, Andre. How are, how are you? I'm good. Can you tell me a little about what you do here? It's like graphics and vending. Uh, yeah, that's uh, two. That's two programs that we offer here at the School for the Blind. We offer the graphics program, which is like an engraving shop where the students learn how to learn like various equipment. They come up with different designs. They get to work with customers. Um, they also get paid for the work they do. Um, and we can make pretty much anything that includes engraving. So we can make any kind of trophy, any kind of plaque, any kind of sign, nameplates, mm -hmm. um, any kind of Christmas ornament. So we're really busy with that. And then the vending program, it's following the Randolph Shepard Act. So a lot of students here have the uh, the opportunity after high school and college they can go on and work and and do vending as a living and make a really good living at it. So that's the other program we offer. So the kids work in a canteen and they get to fill up the vending machines mm -hmm. and, and they get to count all the money and do all the inventories and all the ordering and all that. So it's very busy, but it's uh, two really great programs that we have here. Okay. In your perspective, how do you feel that graphics and vending help students after they graduate? Oh, I, I think it's great. There's Most high schools now don't offer programs where the kids actually get to do a lot of hands-on work. So 
it's great for any student and especially for our students to um, to just have that chance to um, to learn how to use their skills on a computer which they're all really good on computers so mm -hmm. they can use those skills they can um, and just coming up with their own designs and, and working with customers and all that it's just it's great you're one of the math teachers yeah that's correct I teach um, algebra one and I've got a 12th grade it's a college preparedness uh, class that I teach to the seniors and you also are a career tech teacher, correct? Yes, I teach that with Mr. Kelly. It's just uh, it's a career tech for uh, tenth grade students. So what are you guys doing there? <laughs> so we uh, we talk about careers. We um we go over. We just do a lot of research on the computer on the internet. We so the kids get the chance to look at their careers. They get to look at how much colleges cost. They get to um you know work on resumes and cover letters and there's a lot to it. It's really a great program too. I wish we would have had something like that when I was in tenth grade. So you're also the coach for goalball and swimming. How did goalball season end? Uh, we did good. Um, it was my first season for coaching goalball, and it was so I learned a lot. Um, had a lot of younger players, and I'm really mm -hmm. looking forward to the future because we've got some great players up and coming. But yeah, it was great. Um, no, it's a lot of fun. Goalball. Anybody that's never played goalball, that's it's such a fun sport to play, and and there's so much more to it than what you think. There's so much more as far as communication and defense and. And just technique, and it's mm -hmm. it was great, and we had a good time. We, I wish we would have went a little farther in our playoffs, but we uh, we did good, and we played against some really good teams. So yeah, had a great time. And you coached swimming last year, and you're also doing it this year. Yes, okay. this will be my third year coaching swimming with uh, with Coach Pirano. But yeah, we've had uh, we have some great swimmers too. So we're uh, looking forward to another season, and yeah, that starts that starts really soon. So yeah. Unfortunately, we have a couple of vending students and graphic students here with us now. How you doing, Sam? Good. All right. You, would you like to tell us a little bit about your graphics program? My experience? Yeah. Uh, my experience in the graphics program has been uh, one of kind of just like starting off into a new whole universe I wasn't really expecting. And I've kind of run with it and enjoyed it. This is your last year here? Last year here? Yeah, I'm a senior. Okay. And do you think graphics is going to help you once you leave this school? Well, I mean, I know it's going to help me in terms of my resume to get a job. I know that much. Okay. Thank you, Sam. And here we have... James Stout. James? And, you're, and you're in the vending program, correct? Yes, sir. All right, so what do you do for vending? Well, I, uh, I basically work behind the canteen and I uh, fill up the vending machines. And I love it. You love it? And how do you think this is going to help you once you leave school? Well, if I ever decide to become a cashier, I uh, definitely have the skill now because uh, of Mr. Grimm giving me this nice opportunity to work behind the counter on the uh, cash register in the canteen. So what do you guys sell at the canteen? What do you do at the canteen? Uh, if a customer comes up and asks for pop or any type of uh, items we sell, we sell... Uh, chips we sell basically kind of almost everything but not really do you like it here well of course i like it here what, what kind of question is that <laughs> all right thank you guys you're welcome thank you andre up next let's take it to the gymnasium we can take a look at OSSB athletics during the fall and winter seasons. We will take a listen to what's going on in cheerleading and wrestling. Here with me we have one of our cheerleading captains. Can you state your name? Good morning. My name is Ajane. I've been a cheerleader for three years. So, how many people are on the team this year? Um, there's nine of us. So, Cameron's the mascot, and then me and Sarah are cheer captains. And then Sophia, Samiro, Samaya, Kayla, Autumn, Alex. I think that's it. So as a unit, how would you say you guys are coming together? We're coming together really good as a squad. We've, um, we do um, a dance routine um, at conference, and conference this year is in Wisconsin. So we're, doing, um, we're looking up songs right now for a dance routine, but we all come together well as a team. Um, besides dance routines, obviously we're, you know, we're working on our cheers, um, our hello cheer. We're coming up with new original cheers for conference, so like we don't have all the same stuff that the other schools have. So how's the conditioning for cheerleading? We do like really cool conditioning too. Like we do pyramid training. It's pretty cool. Um, what's pyramid training? 
Um, so, like, we do, we start out with, like, um, we start with the number 20, and we do 20 jumping jacks, and we go down, like, and we do 19 of a different exercise, and that's kind of what pyramid training is, and you build back up from the bottom. You guys do any running? Yeah, we, we have to do a warm-up lap, so we each run a lap. So you have two new cheerleading coaches. Miss Shope and Miss Trocht. So when is your next meet, and are you guys ready? So we also have a day meet coming up this Thursday, the 13th of December and that gives us a chance to perform in front of an audience. We'll just be doing match years there. Well thank you Ajane. I'm glad you could join me. You're welcome Andre. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. This is Mr. Kelly. I've been coaching wrestling at OSSB for about 15 years. This year I am not coaching, but I have had the wonderful opportunity to go back and do a little helping out when I can with Coach Heath and Coach Lee. And we're going to talk about some of the drills and some of the fundamentals as our wrestling team gets ready for their day meet and conference this year. We began practice after our warm-ups by drilling for what you can do from the bottom. Stand up, switch, sit out and turn. The key is to keep moving all the time. Make your top guy shift his weight, get your arms free, get your legs free, and that way you can stand up and escape or switch, sit out, get a reversal. For every move that you learn, there is a counter to that move. It's important that you go over those counters and and how everything works together. This move right here just blocks it, right? It blocks them from doing the switch, blocks them from doing the sit and turn, blocks them from doing back door. That word, get on your, get on your toes. I'm on my toes. You ain't giving me no weight. <laughs> Wrestling is such a sport where you have to have a tremendous amount of body awareness, uh, not only yours, but your opponents, and, uh, and how those two are, are coming together. Uh, are you high or are you low on him or her? Uh, is your opponent in a position where you can use their weight and their momentum against them? So a lot of coaching and instruction comes from getting out there on the mat and being you know, the practice right. dummy Keep with these guys um, and saying this is going to feel like Make this when this happens or this yeah. this is going to happen if you do this. And actually going through that at 40-50% so the wrestlers can, can get that feeling of, of weight distribution and what it's like to get their hips down lower, get their center of gravity low. Um, what to do when somebody shoots in, grabs a leg and they have to sprawl. and do a cross face we spin behind that kind of thing. Well, Rounds on his base. I learned that the hard way. Okay, you never shoot the half on his face. Bottom guy's on his belly. Bottom guy's on his belly. So new wrestlers learn new moves and they want to use those new moves whenever and wherever. And uh, you know you got to go through when you can, when it's appropriate to, to shoot a half. And uh, when it's not. And, Learn what happens when you do it right, the right way, when they're on their their belly or the wrong way, if their bottom guy's up on on their base, on hands and knees. Hard, 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 hard. Switch up, there you go. Roll through, there you go. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Throughout practice, you know, we always got uh, coaches working with the wrestlers. Uh, you know, if we've got four or five wrestlers and you got three or four adults out there, it works out great. Uh, and at the end of the practice, we always do, uh, you know, some sort of team activity together. Uh, yesterday we were running laps around the mat and dropping, doing push-ups and sit-ups and jumping jacks and 
that sort of thing, just to encourage some team bonding and, and working, everybody working toward the same goal. And uh, we get a hands in at the end of practice and go over whatever it is we need to go over. So uh, best of luck to the Panthers this season. Uh, they are working very hard and, uh, and, and very tired at the end of, end of their practices each day. So good luck, Panthers. Wish your opponent good luck. Um, when it's done, you know, good match. If he wins, you know, good match. If you win, good match. Shake his hand before and after the match, all right? Okay? Um, help your teammates. Here we are with another conclusion to the 2017 podcast. We would like to thank you for joining in to this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast could not be would not be anything without you. I would just like to remind you that we will not be having a podcast for January. We are sincerely sorry. And we would like to thank everyone who lent their talents, voices, and skills to this month's podcast. But we will see you February of 2018. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays.